Welcome to Season 4 in Wonderworld Book Cafe, where in fun-sized episodes, I serve up all things books and stories. I'm Susan Taylor and delighted to spend a tidbit of time with you to share middle grade and young adult books. If you're like me and recommend books to these audiences, pour a cup of tea or a vanilla latte and listen in. I'll provide enough information to help you decide if a book is right for you or the young readers you serve. However, I won't give away all of the details just in case you're interested in reading it too. I'm nestled in at Wonderworld Book Cafe with steam rising from my cup and of course a book on my lap. Thanks for joining me today in the cafe. Dad says our family tree is a reminder of where we came from. It's hard to look at, especially the part on the right side, the empty part where the branches just stop. To be honest, I stare at that spot a lot. It's where our family got cut off, and the only evidence of those family members are the little stars for each relative who died in Auschwitz. Yeah, so there's that. Meet 12-year-old Josh, here at a turning point in his young life where he decides he needs to do something to honor his family and advocate for kindness despite the amount of bravery that's going to be required. Welcome to episode 67, where I'm sharing a middle grade book written in verse by Dana Kramaroff, The Doomore Club. It's 362 fast-paced pages with anti-Semitism at the forefront. Josh is in middle school and desperately misses his old school, and he's longing for genuine friendships. With a few exceptions, mostly everybody at his new school is white and Christian. He and the principal are Jewish. As the story opens, sixth grader Josh is explaining his life before and after, with heavy emphasis on the after. The after, as in after his middle school, is stained with freshly painted swastikas and anti-Semitic messages, while news reporters line the street seeking coverage of the crime. His Hebrew school, his synagogue, and his parents taught Josh about anti-Semitism in previous years. So he's pretty surprised that people are taken aback by the swastika graffiti, but they sure are. The school superintendent proclaims the community will unite to fight such hatred, beginning with the school assembly, where facilitators are on hand to have ongoing meeting with students with student groups. The facilitators will help students process the hate crime committed at their school and try to ensure that it never happens again. After all the students are divided into groups, TAG, the facilitator for Josh's group, explains the first activity called, If You Really Knew Me. Josh is skeptical of these icebreakers and knows lasting positive change never comes from them. In his group, the members share superficial information, such as, if you knew me, you'd know I love lacrosse. If you knew me, you'd know I love meatloaf. Josh contemplates what to share, though the one thing he knows he will not share, he will not reveal his Jewish identity. Nobody knows he's Jewish and he plans to keep it that way. But then Josh's favorite teacher, Mr. G, who is black, says, if you knew me, you'd know I've experienced many acts of racism in my life. This really makes Josh think, especially when a classmate, Gavin, storms out upon hearing Mr. G's response. This is just the beginning of Gavin. 
who next refuses to participate in a group session where the guest speaker is a Holocaust survivor. As time goes on, Josh is sure Gavin is anti-Jewish and a Holocaust denier. In their group, when Josh finally gains the courage to admit he's Jewish, Gavin spews a string of anti-Semitic remarks. Enraged, Josh punches him. Both are suspended, Josh for two days and Gavin for three. Of course, Josh's parents and Mr. G note there are better ways to handle injustices. When the group sessions end, Josh reflects on the experience. What they learned in groups isn't connected to reality. Around campus, students' behaviors seem to go back as they were before. Josh continues to worry because the perpetrators have not been caught, and he worries even that his own home will be vandalized, just like his school. Ultimately, though, Josh knows that he wants to be a leader and make positive changes, but how? He knows he can't use his fist, as he almost does a second time. Thus, the Do More Club is formed. I hope this small glimpse into the Do More Club is enough encouragement to read it or to recommend it to the readers you serve. Josh has to decide if and how he can repair the world as his rabbi teaches. Since not every story is for every reader, I'd like to mention, indeed, this story contains racism, Jewish stereotypes, and anti-Semitism, from callous in Josh's face remarks to cruel actions related to stereotypes. For instance, kids throwing coins at Josh's feet because, quote unquote, Jews are supposed to be obsessed with money or something like that. Josh's friend Nat endures comments about her weight. There are instances of kids laughing and teasing peers for reasons such as body type and even being in a wheelchair. As always, I'm happy to provide more information in this area, or any. On a wondering who might be interested in reading The Do More Club, many readers are drawn to stories written in verse. This is especially fast-paced, which is another perk for some. Readers with a heart for advocacy or activism are a natural audience. Learning about authors and their stories that they write makes me love them all the more. Part of Dana Kramaroff's inspiration for the Dumar Club stems from working at an elementary school where she learned of a student who had said she couldn't read Number the Stars by Lois Lowry because the Holocaust never happened. When asked what she hopes readers get from this book, she says, I hope they take away hope that they can be like Josh and his friends to make changes in the world. This is this author's debut novel, and I cannot wait to read more from her. Visit her website to learn ways in which students can launch their own Do More Club. On these pages, there is so much to appreciate. I love Nat, who goes from being a silent girl to dyeing her hair unicorn colors. Nat is the first person Josh tells that he's Jewish, and the two of them form a really special friendship. I love Nat. Josh starts standing up for people like Nat and Abigail, who is in a wheelchair. Plus, I love the plan Josh, ha Josh hatches as he begins to emerge as a leader, even though in reality, the ups and downs are really tough. As usual, I'm happy to provide a transcript in the episode notes where you will find many resources related to the author and this story. Thank you, Penguin Random House Kids, for a copy of the Do More Club, a much needed story 
that I can't wait to recommend to the readers I love. While reading The Dumore Club, I continued to loop back around to Margaret Mead's quote, never doubt that a small group of thoughtful, committed individuals can change the world. In fact, it's the only thing that ever has. Thank you, Josh. Take a moment to rate this little podcast. It brings more pleasure than a vanilla latte. We can connect to wonderworldbookcafes at gmail.com or follow on Instagram. Thanks for spending time in Wonderworld Book Cafe. I hope you can create time to cozy up with your favorite beverage and a book this week. Be curious and wonder. The world needs the light that comes from a world of readers. Thank you.